want to welcome you to our time together today as we share in God's Word. I want to, this week, share some insights from Scripture and biblical truth about how to turn our workplace into a ministry place, how to turn our job and make it a, a place of mission and ministry for us as a believer. And I think it's important that we recognize that and realize that we're really working for the Lord. We may have a boss, I'm sure we do, or we may have an employer, but we really are working for the Lord. And 40% of our time is spent at work, so God wants us to use that time to grow spiritually. And so if we're going to have a ministry, if we're going to make a difference in our job, then the first thing we have to do is to grow spiritually at our job. And we need to know what God's goal is for us in Romans 8, chapter 28. I'm, I'm sorry, chapter 8, verse 28. He says, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And these he predestined, he also called, and those he called, he also justified. So what he's saying is that God wants us to be like Christ. God wants us to grow in everything in our lives, even our job. God wants to use to make us like Christ, to conform us to the image of Christ, to help us to grow spiritually and allow the Holy Spirit to make us like Jesus. So how can God use my job to do that? Well, first, God uses pressures at work to teach us responsibility. And responsibility is when you do the right thing, whether you like it or not or feel like it or not. Ephesians 5.15 and Philip says, live life, then with a dire sense of responsibility, not as people not knowing the meaning of life, but as those who do. So as believers, there ought to be something different about the way we take responsibility. Pressure and stress can teach us to be responsible workers. See, work is a school where we learn responsibility. Today, most people speak of their rights rather than their responsibilities. I was reading in the paper this morning a person who wrote in to Dear Abby and said, uh, I sometimes stay out late at night and I sleep late in the morning and I'm late for my work and my boss is getting on to me and I feel like that I have a right to do that if I want to because I'll do a better job if I get more sleep in the morning. And, of course, she wrote back and said, but, but companies have rules and they have times to be at work and you're not fulfilling your responsibility. You see, if we're looking for our rights all the time, I have a right to do this, I have a right to do that, then we'll never fulfill our responsibilities. Our responsibilities come before our rights. Sometimes we have to put our rights out of the way and, and not blame others and not accept no responsibility for ourselves and our actions. And everything in our lives is dependent on being a responsible person. And career success is dependent upon that too. We often fail our kids by taking responsibilities from them rather than giving it to them. Howard Hendricks said a long time ago, if, we had to do, if he had to do it over, I do less for my kids and make them do more for themselves. And I think a lot of us feel that way. 
But there are some ways that we can show our responsibility by keeping promises. You see, few people keep their word anymore, and at work, if we, if we make a promise or if we say we're going to do something, we ought to do it. And if we do, that begins to show something about us that's different, something about us that's not like everybody else. And so it's important that we take that. And airlines, for example, deliberately overbook by 30% because many of the people don't show up and they don't cancel. It's like a contractor who underbids a job and loses money, but he tries, therefore he knows he's losing money, so he tries not to finish. He doesn't fulfill his responsibility. God says, if you say you're going to do something, do it. That's one of the marks of spiritual maturity. Another way we show responsibility at work is by meeting deadlines, getting things done on time and completing projects. Through that, I grow, and I also manifest my faith. Also, by working without supervision, Ephesians 6, 6 in the Living Bible says, don't work hard only when your master's watching. Work hard all the time so as though you're working for Christ. A customer asks a clerk to do a dishonest transaction saying, don't worry, your boss is out. He won't know about it. The clerk was a believer, and he said, but my real boss is never out. He's always watching, and that's true. We're working for the Lord, really. How do you work when you're not supervised? That's the key to how you really work. That's the key to what you really are. I do not want somebody working for me as a, I did not want somebody working for me as a pastor who had to constantly be circ, supervised and guided in every little thing. Luke 16, 10, and 11 in the Living Bible says, unless you're faithful in small matters, you won't be faithful in large ones. If you cheat even a little, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. You see, if you take pens and paper clips home, you would be willing to take something bigger home if you had an opportunity. If you're not faithful in the small, you're not faithful in the large. People say, well, when I get more money, I'll tithe. No, they won't. If you don't tithe when you have a little, you certainly won't tithe when you have a lot. By controlling costs, we help to show that we're growing. If you have not been faithful, Luke 16 tells us, in the use of worldly wealth, who will entrust you the true riches to you? And if you've not been faithful in the use of that which is another's, who will give you that which is your own. The idea there being that if we don't take seriously our job and accounting for the finances that go through our hands and use them wisely, then God will never be able to entrust us with spiritual things. God calls us to wisely use our company's money. And just like, not maybe not quite like it's our own, but somewhat like it's our own. Many people cheat on expense accounts, and they also do other things such as that. But that's not what God wants us to do. God tests us with money. He, he looks at us and see how we're growing, how we're doing spiritually, how we're maturing, how we're letting God use our lives. And it's based a lot upon the fact of what we're doing at work and what we're doing with our money. So today, as, as you go to your job or as you're doing your job, just think about, I'm working for Jesus. I'm not just working for Joe Blow or whoever he is. I'm not working just for this company. I'm working for Jesus, and I'm going to give my 
my work today to Jesus as a gift of love and appreciation and joy, and I'm going to go about it in the best possible manner and do the most I can to be an effective worker. God bless you. He'll bless you if you do that.